You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Courtney and Kim Take New York. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Courtney and Kim news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Courtney and Kim Take New York. Well, hello, hello, After Buzzers, and welcome to the finale, the true finale, part two, Goodbye New York, of uh, Courtney and Kim Take New York. And as we heard Kim say tonight, she was very much ready to go. And you know what? As a New Yorker, I was ready to see her go because, guys, I have (laughs) never had so much to say about an episode. I don't know any episode that I've ever watched of the Kardashians. I have so many opinions that I want to share about tonight's episode because I've been waiting and I've been waiting to see this whole thing, this end of Kim and Chris come to a head and I'm just like baffled. I knew I wasn't going to get the answers I wanted this week, but that doesn't stop me from wanting to talk like mad about it. And I know all of my co-hosts do too. We have a big panel tonight, some in New York, some in LA. Let me introduce everyone. On the phone, we have my partner in crime in New York, Mari Fagel, and you can follow her at Celeb Legal News as well as Mari Fagel on Twitter. We tweet like crazy about this show. Welcome, Mari. Jackie, I totally agree with you. I'm glad Kim is no longer living blocks from you and blocks from me and that she's back in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, my gosh. And, uh, well, speaking of L.A., you guys have now welcomed her on your end. Uh, We have two co-hosts tonight. Uh, Mark Allen is back with us, and you can follow him at Mark E. Allen on Twitter. Welcome, Mark. Thank you very much. Thank you for the gift in which uh, Kim Kardashian that you sent us. uh, (laughs) I I feel like no matter what Kim Kardashian does, Mark, I feel like you're still ready to have a date with her if she tweeted you and asked you right now. (laughs) I think you're absolutely right. Um. (laughs) So basically, she could do no wrong in your eyes. Uh, If she could have, she would have already, basically. So, yeah, you're right. I'm on her side. <laughs> or maybe she did wrong, but you still love her anyway. Yeah, I like her more. Um, <laughs> and to the left, I'd like to welcome our newest co-host, joining us just in time for the juiciest episode, the finale, Pamela Zapata. Right? Hello. Did I say that correctly? Yes, yes. Pamela Zapata, yes. Well, you say it much better than I do, Pamela, <laughs> but I'm so happy to have you on the show with us Thank and have Mark me. have a partner there in the L.A. studios. Mari and I leave him hanging every week to hold it down <laughs> for us. 
So um, I'm glad you're with us. And you're a big Kardashian fan. You were just telling me before the show started. Where do you stand? We've been weighing in week to week. Mari's been taking a poll on her website, thelegallady.com. And we've been taking this poll as to the big debate. The overall question of this whole season of Courtney and Kim Take New York is, was this marriage a sham from the beginning? Was this fixed? Were they ever you know, knowingly doing this because they were in love or were they knowingly doing this for a publicity stunt? This has been the question on everybody's mind. This is our last chance we had to make our decisions. So let's start with you, Pamela. You're coming into this for the first time with us here on AfterBuzz. What are you thinking right now going into this finale and then now that you've seen the finale? Just some initial thoughts on the whole Kim and Chris situation. Yeah, well, from the get-go, I always thought it was for publicity and, you know, she was doing it for money and it just it just seemed like that. It never seemed genuine. Um, unlike, I remember watching, you know, Chloe and Lamar get together and that always just seemed more genuine than this. And, I mean, in her defense, she I remember she had an interview a couple of days ago with um, where she was a co-hosting with, I think it was Kelly Ripa on, mm-hmm. yeah. And she said, you know what, um, my Bruce and Chris had been together for a couple of months before they got married, and Chloe were, and Lamar were, were together for a couple of weeks before got them, they got married. And, you know, I just kind of just fell right into it and just fell in love with being in love, which I think is her, her problem, is that she's just in love with being in love, and... I did initially think that it was for publicity and for money, but after seeing tonight's episode, I actually, for the first time, am sympathizing for her. Um, and I never thought I would, but I feel like she did get caught up with, you know, I, I'm, in, I'm, I want, I'm in love, I want to be in love, and I'm 30, and I want kids, and this is so perfect. And, you know, if they can be together for a couple months to get married, and they can do that, and I think I can. So I think she just got caught up with it, and I actually feel bad for her. For the first time. Pamela, I honestly, welcome to the show, but I I kind of can't believe that I'm hearing this, but in a way I'm glad because I think we all have different opinions and you probably represent a lot of opinions that share the similar thought frame that you do. But Mm -hmm. on my end, the number one thing I thought through this whole season and culminating tonight was I feel bad for Chris. I just keep feeling bad for Chris. I remember reporting in one of the earliest news and gossip stories of the season that we're going to see Chris look really bad by the end of the end of this edited footage. And I still have always gone in the other direction and even more so tonight there were so many moments from him walking around blindly carrying Mason to him like trying to move in his boxes to him trying to, you know, go out with her and and say you're a priority to me and him talking about his houses I just continuously feel bad for Chris I really don't have any loyalty to either one of them I really look at this just like watching this play out and my my heart just keeps going to Chris I feel like I don't think either of them knowingly did this for a publicity stunt I really don't Mm -hmm. think so I've been saying that but I do think they didn't think it through I do think they just had I don't like that they didn't seem to have a value on what you should be when you get married to somebody that's a problem yeah. I have. But I don't think it was a full-on publicity stunt. But mm-hmm. if anybody's being duped through this season of this show, <laughs> yeah. to me, it's Chris. <laughs> yeah, I think I started seeing that. I think this episode I was kind of like, 
I feel like everything's so much shown in her perspective and, you know, Kim and this and that. And I feel like a lot of people forget to see, or at least I, like, throughout the episode was like, oh, yeah, like, Chris is just a big guy. He's just like, duh. He's like a grown ass, a grown kid. That's what that's you, we were talking about earlier. And for the first time, actually, when, when he talked, when she talked about the peak and the pit and he's like, oh, it's not me. And him wanting to move his boxes and it's like it's marriage you move in together I did actually sympathize for him but I kind of felt more sympathy for her for some reason I don't know why I don't know why and that's I mean and I think that's fair I think everybody will have a different opinion Mari and Mark I definitely want you guys to weigh in some initial thoughts Mari I know we were tweeting like crazy I feel like you're kind of on a page with me but I'm not sure where are you standing right now I am. I see Pamela's perspective only in the sense that I no longer think that Kim married and got into the marriage for ratings and for the show. I think that she genuinely jumped into it for love and got caught up in the fairy tale. That is where I'll play devil's advocate. But then it ends. <laughs> my my hatred of Kim begins because I just thought <laughs> the entire episode she was so disrespectful and I felt so bad for Chris. I mean, she just basically shit on him, you know, on television. The only respectful thing she did the entire episode was deciding to actually announce the divorce to him off camera. That was the only respectable thing she did. Other than that, it was like she ignored him the whole time and she's talking to her siblings, Chloe and Courtney and Scott and everyone about how she doesn't want to be in this marriage except for her husband. And it's like, at least have the courtesy to tell him how you're feeling. I mean, he's knocking on the door holding your nephew and you ignore him as you're talking about how you don't want to be married to him. You should have the courtesy to tell him how you're feeling. And if that's how you're feeling, that's fine. But you need to talk to him. If you're having panic attacks, talk to him. And I just thought, you know, I really thought she gave up on it way too soon. I still believe to this day that she should have gone back to L.A. with him, moved in with him in L.A., and gone from there. Like, they lived in a little bubble of a world, and I understand that it was hard. Obviously, it would be hard. You're living with your sister-in-law and her her boyfriend and the kid and in New York. Give yourself the courtesy of trying to work on the marriage in Los Angeles when you guys are on your own. I think she gave up way too soon, and she never told Chris that she had just given up. When she was like, oh, I talked to Chris about it, she talked to him and led him to believe and pretended as if she still wanted to make it work, yet she had already made up in her mind that it was over, and it's like she should have either worked on it with him in L.A., or if she was really that done and that over, she should have been honest with him from the beginning. Yeah, and I feel like there's so many levels that that happens slowly where... I want to break down a little bit from their so-called week of trying to their talks Mm -hmm. and all of this. But, Mark, definitely I want to let you weigh in a little bit before we get into some specific examples of personally how I just totally agree with what you just said, Mari and Pamela. I hope you debate us, and I hope you defend Kim throughout this show. (laughs) But uh, don't let us sway you. But, Mark, where are you standing right now? Here's my dude opinion. um... Yeah, what's your dude opinion? (laughs) All right, check this out. So... (laughs) Listen, as much as I would like to side, you know, for the guys on this one and Chris, and yeah, I feel bad here and there. And I, I know they didn't try, you know, um, hard enough to make this work. I know they rushed into it. I know they were in love, but 
I don't know, through her disrespect and, and, and um, not answering the door through that great TV moment that we had there. Um, like, can you blame her? Okay, take the, take the marriage out of the whole thing because obviously the, the marriage didn't matter anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, have, been, have you guys ever been in a relationship that it was great at the beginning and then he just turned totally lame? Because that's what I, I see that Chris yeah. just turned totally lame. I saw that. Towards the, towards the end, you can't talk to the guy. I mean, every once in a while he shows some, some emotion when, you know, things are getting bad, but... I just every time he's on okay so if she has to live with him and she got herself into this don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but as a viewer every time that um, that you know Chris is on TV it just seems seems lame like I don't want to be there I'm like can we get over this we can just get some more Scott going on I feel like he's always been (laughs) lame like he was this is why I think I don't sympathize he's always been he was never the sweetest guy. He was always super sarcastic. He was sometimes mean to Kim. And this was before they got married. Well, that's what girls like, though. Yeah, girls are pretty stupid. <laughs> I will agree. Girls uh. girls can girls can be very stupid, and they like the bad guys and whatnot. But everyone saw it. He was disrespectful. He was rude even before she married him. So she knew what she was getting herself into, I feel like, a little bit. And I don't really sympathize for Chris because sometimes I'm just like, you know what? You were a little bit of a jerk. Kind of all the yeah, time. But- Pamela, I think it's interesting you just said that and that you, yet you sympathize with Kim because if she knew what she was getting herself into, why would she commit to a marriage? So here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that, Mark. Forget the marriage part. But you know what? Yes, you, you, I, I see why you said that. But at the same time, that's the most important part. Mm-hmm. She entered into a marriage. She's not in a relationship. If she were in a relationship and this was the finale of a relationship that's not a marriage, then I would say... Oh, this seems about right. They went lame. They had a hot month, whatever, done. But no, she had a huge wedding. She's a role model to a million people. She opens her life up to the cameras, but she takes on the responsibility. She has to know that's a responsibility by committing to something like this. And she has a responsibility to be a role model and to value marriage a little bit. And for her, you know, forget the cameras and the public lifestyle. If you're in a marriage, you try and make it work. And don't give me that the a week of being in the Gansevoort and going on two dates, one being a five-second gym session and one being FTK, that that, <laughs> that was your big effort? Come on! Like, are you kidding me? I've made yeah. bigger efforts to, like, <laughs> to do anything. My dog. I mean, that's, like, nothing. Yeah. I just, I just you know what? You I know do what feel like... funny is I've hosted several shows with Jackie and I have never once heard you get this upset or this enraged <laughs> anyone in any of our shows and so for you to get this enraged you know that Kim was bad and so not only do I know if Kim was bad because of Jackie but also because of Kim's own sister and somewhat brother-in-law we're not crazy here Courtney called Kim a bitch and Scott said to her you know you're married, right? <laughs> like you know he's your husband so you, think you know we're not crazy and thinking that Kim is being a bitch by totally giving up, you know? And, you know, she can explain it all she wants. I'm still going to think that she gave up on it too soon. I understand she jumped into it too fast. I understand she got caught up in the fairy tale. I understand that they're having trouble connecting. You keep working on it. It's a marriage. You can't just give up like that. And, you know, everyone around her saw that too, except for her. You know, I think I she lost sense of like reality, I think, because it's like 
you can't just get married. At, like, it's not normal. I mean, yes, in Hollywood, people do that. But it's like, it's not normal. And I feel like she did lose sense of reality. And she's like, oh, I jumped right into it. I can just jump right out. I do agree. Maybe she should have tried harder to, to try to make it work and, you know, try to make it better. But she was clearly unhappy. And she was just like, you know what? She didn't know him, which is why I was like, he was mean. And I feel like even though he was mean, she was kind of like, it's okay. Like, I'm in love with being in love, which is why I was like, I kind of felt bad for her, even though she, she kind of knew what she was signing up for. But I feel like you do lose sense of re- Like, it was funny because he was like, you are, you guys are married. You know, you need to talk to him. And she's like, oh, I don't want his stuff in my house. And it's like, you guys are married. And I think that is something that I saw while I was watching is like, she's not getting it she's losing sense of what is real at least in my opinion yeah absolutely mark where do you stand on kind of i i totally i want to talk about i'm so glad you brought and i am i i know mari i am so emotional pamela i'm not normally this (laughs) this emotional (laughs) kim is emotional she's made me emotional now that makes me even more upset but you know i'm i totally agree with mari that courtney and scott we usually look to them, I think, which they provided as well, which we'll talk about later, that sort of comedic relief and sort of the happy couple. But they also were the voice of reason tonight. And I, I feel like you guys have to agree on that, no matter what your opinions were. For Courtney to, to kind of, I thought Courtney called it exactly as it was. And Scott was the one who I really think prompted her to kind of be like, you need to figure this out. Like, without Scott prompting her, she might not have even, you know, taken that step to say, you know what, we're going to shut off the cameras and figure this out. I feel like Scott and Courtney were really, really important to this last bit and piece of the relationship. Do, Do you agree on that? Yeah, I totally agree. And it's weird because seeing them so dysfunctional in so many, like, in the Miami episodes and, like, it's crazy that they're the action. Now I look at them and I'm like, why aren't they married? Like, they seem like they're in love and they're they're on their second baby now and they should be married. And I was like, it's weird how it's totally changing my point of view of, and you know, perception of them. Like, they should be married and they are like the stable, happy, normal couple when three seasons back in Miami, it was like, why are you with him? What are you doing? So I totally agree. They were very, I don't think Courtney should have called her out like that. I feel like if my sister would have done that, I mean, I understand that, you know, it's a reality check and you have to give that to Kim because clearly she's lost sense of it. I feel like you shouldn't call your sister out, especially if you know what she's going through. You have to have some kind of sympathy at least a little bit, for what she is going through. I don't think she should have handled it that way. I think she should have confronted her. I just don't think she should have been like, oh, my God, you're such a bitch. I think that was wrong on her part. Yeah, and I, th- I say kudos to um, to uh, Scott for for once again being the voice of reason, saying uh, move forward or move on. I, can't, I think that was like the, the last thing he said before we kind of move forward. And, and, and she had to, after all these you know days of avoiding the situation and months of avoiding the situation, she finally had to come to terms with it. And um, did, you, did you guys think that we were going to see her actually drop the hammer uh, I tonight? I knew they weren't going to show that. Um, honestly, I we were. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that they chose not to. I think that finally, for once, she actually spoke, showed some respect and courtesy to Chris. But I did think it was kind of an abrupt ending. I thought that at least after the final call ride together, there would be some sort of like full screen that said like Kim and Chris 
announced her divorce five days later, you know, he's gone on to play with the Nets and she, you know, is living at home with her mom. Something that would have, like, brought it to a closure because it seemed kind of abrupt that it was, like, them sitting in the car and then went straight to the Chloe Lamar preview for next month. So, I, feel like I don't know, I thought that happened, we could have though. something like that. I feel like everyone kind of knows, like, it's been out there no, so much. No, I know much. everyone knows, but I don't know. I just thought it was yeah. kind of abrupt. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they owe owed it to us to kind of tie it up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I do agree. I do say I do have to say though, there's a few things I have to say. I have to give them credit for I do agree. I give her credit for not letting it play out on camera or whoever's choice it was. It was abrupt, but I am I am kind of happy that they didn't let it play out on camera. I was happy when I saw her sort of confessional there where she's like there are points where I have to shut it off I'm glad I saw that from her I'm also glad because I did get so emotional I want to backtrack a little and give her (laughs) a couple of credits where credits are due I'm glad that she said that she's become a different person and maybe she should have dated him longer glad she said that and I'm glad that she said maybe it's me maybe it's like I'm the one you know uh, at some point, she said something about, like, I'm the one who, you know, he's always, she did say, she did admit that he's kind of always had the personality, and maybe she's the one that changed. At some point, I know she said that. So there were a couple mm-hmm. times where I think she did own up to a couple of things, but it still doesn't change the opinion that I have. And you know who I was most surprised by, and I'm curious to know what you guys think, See, I totally agreed with Courtney for calling her out because that's what sisters are, are for. Courtney's very direct like that, and she said exactly what I was thinking. If anybody watches that <laughs> playback with the boxes portion, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, thank you, Courtney, because you need your sister to kind of call you out like that. Um, you know, sisters can get away with that. So, But who I was surprised by was Chloe because I felt like Chloe, who's normally the one who is – you know, very kind of candid and somebody who says things on a little bit of a tougher scale, I feel like she was almost switched roles with Courtney. And maybe it's because she's not there, but she she was like, you, we know how he treats you, and you went into this with your heart open. I was a little surprised by the role Chloe p- played on that phone call, and maybe it's just because of the information she was getting and the way she was getting it from Kim with her, like, rushing her words like a crazy person and then her acting like... Chris knocking on the door like he was a serial killer. So I don't know, but I was still surprised by by Chloe's demeanor through this. I guess she's never been a Chris fan, so I don't know. What did you make of it, Mari? Um, I thought it was like interesting that she just so freely was like, you know, he didn't treat you well. You know that he talked to you badly, and I was like, all right, she's just you know being totally honest with it. Um, but I thought that that she. Her reasoning was good, and she said, you know, I don't like seeing you unhappy, and you need to do what's best for you. And um, I also, though, kind of felt like Kim was going to whoever she thought would, like, agree with her. Because first she was, like, hating on Chloe all, all season long, and now Courtney calls her a bitch, and now she calls Chloe. Like, that tends to happen with sisters, like, you play sides like that, but... Um, I think she just needed someone to tell her that she wasn't a bad person. I feel like she kind of felt bad for her. I think she was like, she. I think I, I really, really think she felt bad for her, and she was like, you know, she did say, you know, he was like this and he was like that, and you signed up for it, and this is marriage, and I think, and it's funny too because she lives, she's also in LA, so I feel like it's harder for her to be like 
think it's different when they're together as, a, as opposed to when they're apart because I'm apart from my sister and if she were to call me with something like that, as much as we fight when we're together, if she calls me crying, then I'm all ears and I'll, you know, I'll try to help you out. So I, 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 was, I liked how Chloe handled it, actually. Yeah, Mark, but, what's your dude opinion? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want my dude opinion. No, um, no I, th- I think, yes, yeah, she was kind of fishing for it, it to be okay or somebody to kind of reason with her because after, you know, Courtney wasn't giving her the, the guidance that she actually wanted, and even though it was the right, you know, guidance, then um, she kind of reached out and had to call somebody. I mean, it, it, good thing that Chloe talked, to, you know, talked some sense into her because I don't know who she's going to call after that. Cause <laughs> I don't know why she didn't call her mom. I wonder why she didn't. I'd call my mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I feel like yeah, and she's normally a big role in in their lives. I, yeah. I, I actually, I am surprised that Chris wasn't, you know, Mama Chris wasn't more involved in this. Yeah, yeah. maybe because Chloe and Lamar is coming up next. <laughs> you know what, Mark? That's a good good call. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, honestly, I don't want to get away from the fact that something I really want to discuss because I really wonder what you guys thought is overall my bottom line with this storyline is it summed up exactly what I felt like I was seeing all season, which was Chris was blindly trying to make something work and Kim was shut off and she was done. And I think this episode tied that in a bow for me because it was all like okay let's give it a week and we'll see what happens and I just can't get off the the that last sort of you know poor poor effort of saying okay we really tried all because it's coming up in news and gossip I am going to discuss a little bit more in detail that her appearance on on Kelly Ripa with Kelly Ripa and her saying how she gave it her all this was her all this what we saw was her all. Is anybody else as confused as I am? Because <laughs> we saw the gym, and I, I want to know what you guys think of the gym, where she was like, Mari, I know you called her out on her line. Like, I, I've been taught not to show emotion at the gym. And then, like, she gets up and leaves, and it's like, you know, because Chris made one comment, which he's always made comments like that since they've started being together. Mm-hmm. So there was the gym episode, and then there was the STK thing where they didn't say anything to each other. And the whole time I'm thinking, you know what? If Kim was really trying, she'd be sitting there saying, you know what, Chris? I can't believe what I'm going through right now. Blah, blah, blah. Open up. She, she had just as much of a chance to open up with him, and she didn't. And even when she was crying, and then she went into him, and she was like, oops, I was crying. <laughs> let's go. Let's go out. Aww. There was no <laughs> effort. There was like three parts of going out together, and, but no effort. And so I want to know what you guys think of this week of efforts. Obviously, we talked about how it ended a lot. But what did you think of this week of so-called efforts in quotes? I think. I just thought that when she was at the gym and she said, um, I have a poker face and I learned to not show emotion, that was the best way to describe her effort the entire time. She she called herself a poker face, and I couldn't agree more, because that's what she was. It was like whenever she was with Chris, she was a poker face. She was pretending to put up this good front, yet behind Chris's back, she was saying she was over it, how unhappy she was, that she was having panic attacks. And then when she's with him, she acts like everything's fine and dandy. He's a guy already. Guys are already a little bit clueless. I'm sorry, Mark. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how, how would he know that she's really that upset like I know you know something's off but to the point where she's having panic attacks about moving in together and so she really played a poker face at dinner like she 
I don't know, didn't make the effort. I will say the only thing I will agree with is she did say when she was leaving the gym, she said, you know, Chris has always been like this. He's always said what he thought and been a little mean. I guess it's me that's changed because I don't find that appealing anymore, which I can see that. I can see how when you're first swept up in it, you could think that's cute, but when you see it every day and you have it every day, you can find it mean and annoying and immature. Um, but I still think she should have talked to him about these things. He could change. He could tone it down. I've never really heard her say, like, hey, Chris, when you say that, that hurts my feelings. Can you not do that? Like, that's what people in marriages do. And she was a complete poker face with him. Exactly. I feel like he opened up more to Courtney about, like, the living situation and things like that than he ever opened up to Kim. And I feel like Kim never really, with her conversations, invited true discussion. Like, she acts like they talked a lot and she gave him chances, but she never opened up and really gave him a chance to really talk about anything. And that's kind of my bottom line with her this through this whole thing. She never gave it a chance. She never gave it a chance to happen. She never gave it a chance to talk it through. She never gave it a chance to work it out. And she never gave it a chance to go back to reality and work it out. And so this week of efforts kind of summed it all up in, you know, one little week, what's, I think, been the demeanor the whole time. But definitely Pamela and Mark, you know, I want want responses. Maybe I'm missing something. I feel like... I agree that they should have tried to make it work. You know, it's a marriage. It's not a relationship. You need to work at it. But I feel like they never knew each other before they got married. So they never got to know each other. They didn't know. They didn't. They have nothing in common, clearly, because they have dinner and they can't even talk about anything. And I feel like even if they did try to try to make it work, I don't think it would have ever worked because I don't think they ever knew each other. They weren't together enough to know each other. And then once they got married is when they learned that, oh, you know, this isn't going to work. So as much as I'm like, you know what, they should have tried, they should have tried. At the end of the day, I don't think it would have worked. And I feel like in, like, you know, being out here in L.A. and in Hollywood and just knowing everything, people are always like, you know what, yeah, they were together for this long and then they got divorced and everyone just wants a quick fix. And I feel like that was just like, you know what, everyone does it. I wasn't happy. I'm just going to get a quick fix and get a divorce and call it a day and then we'll be on to the next thing. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree with each and every one of you. But the one thing, <laughs> no, um, the one thing that I'm thinking is that if you know, after all of this, kind of just brings me to the conclusion that they are the the wrong two people to rush into a marriage. Out of anybody in the world, I think they're the two worst people to rush into a marriage because they don't talk about anything. I think on both sides, uh, you know, I was hating on, on Chris a lot in the episodes before that it's kind of like talking to a wall. But, mm-hmm. you know, Kim doesn't open up either. So it's, I just, th- this week of awkward. trying to make things work, yeah, it's just like, it, <laughs> it seems like their whole relationship was kind of summed up in this week of trying to work it out. And that's exactly what it was. It was weak. It was a weak week. <laughs> no, yeah, and that's exactly right. I'm I'm with you on that, Mark. I really feel like these are just two people that should have never rushed into a marriage. And I, like I said, this wouldn't bother me if it was just a relationship playing out and breaking up. It wouldn't bother me. But what bothers me is that I just I see it on Chris's part. I think. He is, you know, she talks about him being a good person and being religious and whatever. I see that he maybe realized what he got himself into, but he was willing to man up a little bit and try things and make things happen. I think why I'm so bothered by Kim is that she didn't take it seriously enough, the fact that they rushed into a marriage, not a relationship, and didn't even give him a chance to work it out. And I see what you're saying, Pamela, like if you know it's not going to work, 
just why even waste your time? But you know what? How do you ever like pay for your decisions then? Like I, I just feel like that's kind of her, you know, we use the word spoiled and I don't want to toss that word around too much because I really don't know her. I only know what we see on the show, but it almost comes off like a spoiled attitude where ah, I don't want to deal with it. I know it's not going to work. So whatever, no ramifications, yeah. whatever. Like, and that just bothers me because it's not just a relationship. It's a marriage. And, you know, but a lot of people do it. I bet a lot of people can, you know, relate to the situation and that's just what it is. But that's kind of why I love Courtney and Scott, on the other hand, because they have actually a great relationship and they don't even need a marriage to prove it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of want to move into them a little bit because, as I said, not only being the voice of reason for Kim tonight, but just I think if anybody summed up nicely on this episode, it was them. And, you know, they've kind of had these easy breezy little silly storylines about you know, Courtney not supporting him and whatever. And, you know, they're always a little light on the on the content, but their personalities and their true relationship together always brings it together for me on their storylines, as we call them, storyline B, right, Mari? Um, mm-hmm. But I always love to ending things with talking about Courtney and Scott because I just think they're somebody I like to watch. They're a couple I like to watch. I think they're funny. They're entertaining. They have sort of a lighter version of drama where – it's just funny to watch and entertaining and you know you see a great relationship playing out which i love so you know i'm really happy that they summed up really nicely what did you guys think of of Courtney and Scott what i thought of Courtney and Scott was again it came from their own mouths at the very end Courtney was like being with another couple it made me realize how lucky i am seeing the dichotomy between Kim and Chris and Courtney and Scott every week, you realize, yes, while Courtney and Scott are their problems, at the end of the day, they're a great couple. And I think seeing another couple so troubled, they realize, yeah, they have problems, but at the end of the day, they love each other. And so I think New York was good for them. And, you know, his restaurant, she was very supportive with it. You know, not in the beginning, but she ended up coming around. It was so cute. She brought a bell and a whistle. Like, that's cute that she actually Mm -hmm. did that. And, you know, they're just so fun together. And Scott is, like, always hilarious. I swear to God, Scott is the only reason my boyfriend is able to watch this show with me every week, (laughs) like I force him to, because Scott is constantly saying things like, like, well, the pit of my my (laughs) skirt. It's not getting my, you know what, wet enough. It's so ridiculous when he talks and he's like, you, I, I, I call myself the tooth man. Like, he's so ridiculous that he makes the show so entertaining. Like, it can be so dramatic, like we saw. And when he comes on, he always has something to look forward to. And so I thought Scott and Courtney were great this season, just totally great. Yeah, thank God for for score this this season especially in this episode too i thought it was funny when when uh, kim um i know you guys will hate her right now but uh, it was funny <laughs> to see her when she when she, uh, when she called scott i'm out just saying, emotional mark i'm just emotional <laughs> i am too um no <laughs> but uh, when she was kind of like hey well can you blame her um first you want to open up you got a restaurant and then you want to get a piano then you want to be a race car driver and he's like oh it didn't really pan out to be a race car driver but I don't know, yeah it is i, I like the, I, I like what you said um about you know them living together with uh, Chris and Kim because 
you know, I think that might even play a big factor in why their marriage or their their relationship is working out so well. Because it's kind of like, all right, we don't want we don't want to end up like that with somebody else. So let's just keep going with what we got. And um, it's good to see Scott succeed, and you know, he's getting that restaurant together. And um, yeah, just their relationship is just you know, every week it it just uh, gets better and better. So it's fun to watch. Yeah, I think they've definitely come a long, long way from even the Miami days and everybody hating him. And, like, I'm finally, I think this is the first time I'm actually starting to like him because um, he's played, the, like, the bad guy, the bad guy for so long. Um, and he's really, really gro- growing on me. And I also like that they're – I kind of like that they're not married. I wonder why they don't get married. But sometimes w- watching this episode especially, it's like you don't really need it. Like, do you even have to get married? Like, what is the point of marriage? Like – it, is it necessary? Like, I, I personally am like, I never want to get married. So that's just why I'm like, oh, Courtney, you don't want to get married? Cool. That's how I feel. So it's like, do you even need, do you really need a marriage if you're happy with someone and you have a child? Like, is that really even necessary, I feel like, these days? Well, that's a good question, Pamela, because I actually, I, I wondered that myself. Like, people... I think it's just so funny that someone like Kim has a huge wedding and then there's Courtney and Scott who have a great relationship and they don't need marriage yet. They probably, if anybody represent it, well, it would be them. So I wonder, I try, I'm, marriage is not for everybody. They seem Mari, to be doing great. Mari, you want, me, you want to really get me angry and <laughs> get me ranting from here, Mari? Or not Mari, I'm sorry, Jackie. Well, I can, I can go off about what? this. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. You know who needs to get married? The people who, who? aren't in Hollywood. You know, because for the mo- most of us, no one really has a day that's, like, dedicated to them, and it's, like, this big, you know, uh, all about me. You know, I, most women, this is what they live for. Now, on the flip side, <laughs> if you're a celebrity, especially on the status of, like, the Kardashians, every day is your damn birthday, and every other day is Christmas. So, you know what? <laughs> you're already getting that. And that's why I feel like in the case of uh, the, uh, Scott and his relationship... You know, they understand that. You know what? We're pretty. We're living a pretty good life. Most people don't get to experience what we do. And, you know, so on the flip side, the people that don't get to experience it, that's what marriage is for. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I, the, you know, fine. The royal wedding, obviously, that's significant. Uh, that's a totally different thing. That's more of a royal thing. That's supposed to be for the people. Whereas uh, the Kardashian wedding, that was that was really more for Kim and all that. So there you go. That's who should get married. People who don't yeah, have that every Kim. day. <laughs> but Bill, but Bill, that's a wedding. But what about a marriage? Do you think for Mason and the other little one on the way that they should be married? Forget the show, forget the wedding. I totally agree with you on that, actually. They don't need the big fussy day. They have it all the time. Do you think they should be married, though, for their two kids? Oh, one on the way. Fine, go to Vegas. There you go. <laughs> go to Vegas. <laughs> The Kardashians are in Vegas all the time. So that's my question. Do you think Courtney and Scott should get married? You asking um, me? I think they should now that they're going to have a second kid. Like, even Brad and Angie are saying now that their kids are getting older and they're asking, like, why aren't you guys married? I think when it gets to the point when kids start to realize it, like, and so that's why I think they should do it before it gets to that point. Now they have two kids. I understand that when... Courtney wasn't sure about Scott's recovery, and when he wasn't sober, I understand how she was skeptical, but he's, like, more than tenfold, like, proven to her that he's a good father and a good man, so, um, at this point, I think they should, but I, I can understand why they might be hesitant. Look at, look at what happened to her sister. 
Yeah, and I, I exactly. That's why it's so ironic because it's just. I feel like, and it's not just these two couples. I feel like there's a lot of couples out there, even the ones in Hollywood, like you just said, Phil. The, the people who have lasted. Look at like uh, who is it? Goldie Hawn and uh, uh, her. Who is it? Russell, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yeah. Right? They're not married. They and they're like they've been together forever. I feel like maybe that's that's the secret in Hollywood is don't get married, don't have the show, just like do it. Do it quietly, but I don't know. For the sake of the kids, I I kind of I'm a little torn. I'm not sure where I stand. What about Pamela and Mark? What's your dude opinion? <laughs> I I think they definitely should get married eventually. I don't know. Call me old fashioned, but speaking of old fashioned, they you know I know you're not supposed to live with somebody before you get married. Is the you know that whole thing, but. That is my rule number one. If you're going to get married, live with somebody first because then we avoid all this this bull crap. And um, Scott and uh, Courtney did that rule, seemed to work out. Now it's time to get married. Now Kim and uh, Chris didn't follow my, my rule number one. If they would have called me and asked me before, I would have told them and then th- this would never happen. So. <laughs> Mark, you know, you're thinking of a lot of ways to get Kim Kardashian to call you. <laughs> I know this about you. You just, you just caught on to that right <laughs> Pamela, what do you think? You think you're you for Courtney and Scott marriage, or you think they're doing good just as they are? I don't know. Before I was, and now that they're having the kid, but now that I like really, really think about it, I don't know how necessary marriage is. If I love you and you love me and we have two kids, I feel like just to get married, just to be married or have the tax breaks or whatever, just for it, I don't know if it's really necessary. I just feel like we're in the day and age where people get married and get divorced, and it's just marriage is so tainted that... I, I'm just even scared by it, but I don't know if it's really necessary. I just want the wedding, not the marriage, personally. <laughs> oh, well, don't get so started again. Come on, Pamela. <laughs> All right, guys. To, to avoid further ranting from Phil, unless, Phil, you want to get more out there, that's fine. You control no, it. No. You could, you're in the control room anyway, but I'm thinking let's go to a commercial and we'll get to some news and gossip. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? AfterBuzz TV News. 
Well, we saw Kim Kardashian work, checking out her acting skills on uh, Courtney and Kim Take New York a few times this season <laughs> and uh, in her own life. And by that, I mean, of course. Um, but she's inked the deal to appear in an actual acting situation in a multi-episode arc of Lifetime's Drop Dead Diva. Uh, she's going to join them for their fourth season, and she'll play the role of Nikki, who will be Fred's new love interest, played by Ben Feldman. And uh, I guess he's going to work with his ex on a business venture. Uh, according to the executive producer, Josh Berman, he says that I'm ecstatic to welcome him to the Diva family. In discussing the role of Nikki with her, I'm blown away by her smarts, sense of humor, and passion. This series is all about reinvention, and I'm so excited to see Kim reinvented in the world of Drop Dead Diva. Uh, new episodes of Drop Dead Diva begin airing this summer, with her first appearance being on the season premiere. I have a couple of witty comments that I could say, but I, I'll let you guys respond. Uh. <laughs> Will you be watching Drop Dead Diva? Jackie, shall we do the after show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think maybe that. we just might, Mari. <laughs> I guess we will be tuning in then. <laughs> There's something about Kim, but I am very curious to see her acting skills. Do you guys have faith? No, I. She can't act. I've seen her. I've seen her. What movie was she in with that Carmen Electra? It was like a comedy. It was really dumb. Oh yeah, it was. Um uh, oh, like disaster movie, like yes. that type of movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like my god! It was awesome. She died, but <laughs> you know when that happened, I think that was. I think timed out wise, it was uh, twenty nine minutes into the movie, and I was so bummed. I was like, oh, "Are you really gonna kill off Kim? Really?" <laughs> she just. I don't think she's a good actress. I don't think they're getting commercials. I don't think they can act. They yeah. can barely talk. She'll, she'll do whatever. I mean, do what you gotta do to stay relevant, Kim. Do what you gotta do to stay. Well, relevant. Well, you know what though. The the producer is smart because they're catching Kim, and they're even you heard him. We're glad to see him reinvented at Drop Dead Diva. So they're very smart. They're going to get some uh, some additional eyeballs, I'm sure, mm-hmm. for their season, whether she's good or not. <laughs> so I think it's a good move on their end. But I will be tuning in, and you may hear our after show right here on AfterBuzz TV. But um, she also Kim Kardashian is is exposing her charitable side, giving a generous $50,000 to an LGBT suicide preventive program. Uh, She fundraised for the Trevor Project back in September when she attended the 9-11 Cantor Fitzgerald event, and a source close to Kardashian told Perfix.com that it's important to Kim to support the Trevor Project because lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people face extreme levels of hate and discrimination in her generation, and she knows that they need safe places to turn to for help. This is just one of her few benevolent gestures she's been recently offering up to some deserving organizations. I don't know if you guys knew this, but she uh, actually, at the end of her marriage, donates the value of her wedding gifts to the Dream Foundation, and she's obviously also made a trip to Haiti with her mother and actress Maria Bello. So, you know what? If some charities are getting some good response, uh, whatever her motive is right now, whether it's to save face or whatever, you know what? I don't care because at least people are benefiting from it, and that makes me happy. Yeah, that's good. I like when people do charity work and community service. I don't think she does enough. I think she needs to give to charity to takes her public image, especially after tonight's episode and what I've seen on Twitter, I think it was appropriately time that she's giving to charity just as probably the lowest point of her on television hit. Yeah, it's going to take her a while to dig herself out of this hole, but um, yeah. turning negatives into positives, that's what it's about, so 
I dig it. Absolutely. At least people are benefiting from it. And uh, as we were talking about a little bit, guys, she co-hosted live with Kelly uh, last Monday. And it started off, of course, with a discussion about her divorce. Uh, she went on to say it's been a hard couple of months. And when Rippa asked surprised by critics' accusations that the wedding and divorce were publicity stunts, her response was, if you really think about it, if this was a business decision and I really made all that money that everyone was claiming we made off this wedding and if the wedding was fake and just for TV, I'm a smart businesswoman. I would have stayed married longer. She went on to say, I really didn't know that following my heart would create this much backlash. She described herself as a hopeless romantic and said she tried everything that she could to make the marriage work. You all know how I feel about this. I'm not going to get emotional again. <laughs> you guys respond. <laughs> I told you she was right. No, I'm just kidding. I got really, really, really emotional. Like, literally, tears came to my eyes. No joke. I was, like, hoping you weren't watching because I was, like, when she's, like, I just I got into this too fast and this and this and that. I, like, really felt bad. Like, I, like, cried. Like, not, like, tearing, but, like, my eyes watered up and I had to, like, get it together because I really felt bad for her. That's why I was like, wow, I can't believe I would feel bad for her after all of the everything I've seen and everything I've thought and how different my opinion is from when I first started watching. Okay. Or Mari, <laughs> I have a feeling most people are not feeling bad for Kim Kardashian <laughs> right now. I just I just feel bad. I don't feel bad. Like I don't I don't I'm not like, oh my god, I feel so bad for you. Like people should not I feel bad for her as a person. Like I sympath like I don't like sympathize for her and I'm like, oh my god, like how I just feel bad for her as a like not the whole situation, just feel bad for her. You know, I feel like she's losing a lot of like her, her sense of reality. That's why I feel bad for her. On reality. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, I have a feeling that she'll be calling Pamela before she calls you. <laughs> she knows she has a friend in Pamela. Um, well, it's no secret that Kim Kardashian is pretty much in every media outlet, including AfterBuzz TV. But I think it was funny that uh, she was caught red-handed reading a Google alert about herself on her BlackBerry while running er errands in Los Angeles earlier this week. And uh, I could have sworn she was reading a tweet from Mark, but whatever. Um, this nugget of news obviously shouldn't be such a big deal, but the funniest part of it is that she publicly softened her sister Courtney for doing just that in September. And uh, back in an interview with Exo Jane, she said to Courtney, you have your own Google alerts? We have that on record. Courtney has her own Google alerts and checks them. And now she got caught. <laughs> How did she get caught? So, would How you guys Google yourself? I don't know. I don't, I don't think everyone, I care like, to Google that. I like Google that's myself. That's fine having a Google alert, but to the point of Kim Kardashian's level... You Google get one every second. probably blows up like every 0.2 seconds with some sort of website talking about Kim Kardashian. Yeah. So I don't even know how she's able to keep up. I, 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 I'm going to answer this in just one second. I have a Googler about myself right now, and then I'm going to answer this. Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I feel like if I was yeah. that big, I'd probably put a Googler alert. But like, do you really want to know what everyone is saying about... There's someone... Who, I'm not sure. I can't remember her name. Someone out there in Hollywood who doesn't read any of their gossip, any of the tabloids, like anything. She's like, you know what? I don't want to... I know the truth, and I don't need to read any of that. And it's like, would you want to know Google everything? Alert, that's pretty crazy. That's like yeah. every single time that the name Kim Kardashian comes up on Google, she would get an alert, which is always. Yeah. And so I don't even know how that's possible. Her phone must be blown. Yeah. I, I, 
I know when I look up news and gossip for this show compared to any other show that I host, it takes me double the time because there is just so, <laughs> so much. much news about Kardashian. We know she's like the number one seller for magazine covers. It's just amazing how much press she gets, how much, you know, media attention she gets. But you know what? If people are paying attention for for a reason, and as long as it keeps happening, she'll keep, keep having shows and weddings and divorces and all that good stuff. In the last, but, um, in, in the time you guys have been talking, there's been three news stories about Kim. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Do you think she's going to go uh, up? Finally, after this? one little story. How about not about Kim, but about Courtney? Remember, Mari, we were talking about uh, whether or not we thought that Courtney was pregnant when psychic John Edwards paid the visit to them on their on last week's episode. And uh, Us Weekly did a little math, and it turns out she might have been pregnant and may not have known it because if they truly did meet on, sep- on September 30th, which was the 8th anniversary of their father, she announced her pregnancy on November 30th and said she was nine weeks along. So that would actually put her conception right around that time. So she wow. may actually have been pregnant at, during that reading. That's crazy. And she had to have been pregnant because she was talking about her how big her ass was getting this episode. Probably because she was a complete <laughs> pregnant by then. You noticed that too? <laughs> actually, I'm so glad you said that because, guys, my favorite part of this whole episode was his jokes about her ass with the G-string and the wide load thing. <laughs> So funny. He's the man. He can only he's the only one that can get away Follow with that. Follow a too. G-string. <laughs> that's and that's so funny because it's like that typical thing that a woman asks her partner, like, does my butt look big? And of course that's the last thing you want to hear. But so funny. And uh, so guys, we are coming to a close on this season of Courtney and Kim Take New York. But Mari, I'd love you if you have the Final results of your poll on TheLegalLady.com. That's with one L. I'd love to get some results for the last time this season. Okay, the end result, though I I don't know if I agree with this now, is that the majority of people, 44%, say both Kim and Chris date the marriage for the show. 28% said Chris had no idea Kim married him for the show. And 28% said their love was for real. Sometimes things don't work out. At this point, I really do think that their love was for real and that things don't work out. I think that Kim made sure that things didn't work out and didn't try hard enough. But I don't think that either of them got into it solely for the show. But I will say, Jackie, I am very excited for Chloe and Lamar next month. And so I can't wait to host. And hopefully, Mark and Pamela, you guys will be on board for that as well. Because seeing the preview tonight, it looks pretty juicy. Looks good. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, I have to say, I was a little surprised that they showed that two-minute preview as you guys mentioned before but I have to say that I, I'm not sure how much of a fan I was of the first season to be honest I didn't know I liked it but I wasn't sure you know if they would bring it back to be quite honest but now seeing the preview that was smart of them because I think this season had a lot more juice in it than last season I think it's going to be really good yeah. yeah, Chloe's always been my favorite. All the t- always, yeah. she's just real and very relatable, and she just doesn't care. And um, the Chloe and Lamar did rate really well, actually. So I, I was, I wasn't surprised that it came back. Cause I, I think they're more interesting actually than any of the other um, relationships that were on, like Kim, Kim and and Chris and um, Courtney and Scott. 
uh, and the whole trade, that drama is going to be good. And then moving to Dallas, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great season. Yeah, I think it'll be good too. I like the the little snippet that we got from Lamar during the show today. He's just a real genuine guy too. So, um, you know, you're always rooting for Lamar, or at least I am. I like Lamar. He's a good guy. I agree, Mark. I, just that one line, him on the phone, made mm-hmm. me really like him, you know, even more. So, totally agree. I think we will all be meeting again very soon. Possibly for another after show of a different couple on the Kardashian (laughs) clan. But um, for now, we're closing the book. See you, Courtney and Kim. No longer in New York. You guys deal with them in L.A. I will. (laughs) We are done with season two of Courtney and Kim Take New York. And I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. Mark E.A. Mark E. Allen on Twitter. I don't know why I can never say that. That's right. <laughs> uh, Pamela, what's your Twitter? It's Pamela Zapata at Twitter. The Twitter. That's my Twitter. Okay, handle. and Mari Fagel and Celeb Legal News, both for Mari Fagel and Jackie Moran on Twitter, will be tweeting all the way with the Kardashians. Chloe and Lamar up next. But thank you so much, everyone, for a great season of Courtney and Kim Take New York. All right, see you guys later. Thanks, Travis. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.